Welcome to today's audio podcast from the Church at Bushland. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of the Church at Bushland and would like to enjoy more resources and weekly updates, we hope you will visit our website at thechurchatbushland.com or download our app for both iOS and Android devices by searching for The Church at Bushland. We'd love to know how this ministry is touching your life. Please take a moment to let us know by emailing us at media at thechurchatbushland.com. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so by visiting thechurchatbushland.com slash give. Man, good to see you. I'm excited. We're jumping into a brand new series this morning simply titled Hearing God's Voice. Hearing God's Voice. I... um. I've, there's a lot of, I'm going to gather this from a lot of different sources and places. Most of this, probably 90% of this, is just me, uh, kind of how I've learned and over the seasons of hearing God and stuff like that. One of the books that I want to recommend in this series, though, is a book Robert Morris wrote. He's the pastor of Gateway. He wrote a book called Frequency. So if you want to kind of have something after the fact to kind of read and study more about hearing God's voice, I really recommend that book. That's a really simple, practical book. Uh, it's not like seminary deep. You don't have to you know, call Michael every once in a while and ask him these deep questions, but uh, it's a good book, and I recommend that wholeheartedly. So hearing God's voice, I want you to know something. The most powerful, powerful thing you can do in your life is hear God's voice. There is nothing that will give you confidence like hearing God's voice. The greatest thing the church can do today, the greatest thing a pastor can do today is to feed his flock and teach his church to hear God's voice. It's the greatest thing. If we're ever going to empower the New Testament church today, it is not to be dependent upon a pastor to teach them but a church to be taught to hear God. That's when power happens. One of the greatest things, biggest responsibility I have, yes, I lead, yes, no doubt. And yes, I study and hear God. But one of the most important things that I have to do is I have to be tuned in to what my Father is saying. I have to hear God. I'm gonna walk you through this series. Now, here's what I want you to hear early. This is a seven-part series. It will end on March 10th. If for some reason you wake up one morning, your arm fell off, and you can't come to church, it won't, it won't stick back on with duct tape, and you, you just got to go to the emergency room, that's fine. But if you can get here, get here. Because I'm going to build every week on this series. I can tell you this. I have not pre-written this series. The Holy Spirit will write this series each week. I want to be able to hear what he's saying. I want to be able to see you in your eyes. I want to see your body language. I want to see where he lands. And then I'll pick up there and build. And so if I told you what week three was going to be like, I'd lie. Because I haven't written week three. He hasn't been given yet. But I know what today is. Today is simply one question. Am I a sheep? Am I a sheep? So here's some questions that we got to answer, and we'll do that. 
does God still speak? Come on. How can I hear God? How can I hear God? And maybe you're here on this one. How do I know it's God? How do I know it's God? It's a great question. We'll answer that in this series for sure. A great theologian, A.W. Tozer, said this many decades ago. It is the nature of God to speak. Mm. Got to let that land on you a little bit. It is the nature of God to speak. God is speaking all the time. I mean, he is speaking all the time. And we'll talk about all the different ways God speaks, but he's speaking all the time. The question is, do you hear him? Do you hear him? Genesis chapter 1, creation. Verse 3 says this, then God said. Verse 6, then God said. Verse 9, then God said. Verse 11, then God said. Verse 14, then God said. Verse 20, then God said. Verse 24, then God said. Get the point? Verse 26, then God said. Watch what he says in 26. Then God said, let us. Let us. Make man in our own image according to our likeness. Before we jump too far into this, I want you to help, I want you to help you understand something. In order to have an us in a conversation, there better be more than two people there. There is here. Let me help you with the us. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. All three present at creation and all three in agreement that says, let us make man in our image, in our likeness. Mm. That's a good word. Very good word. So let me ask you. So God can speak and God can hear. He made man with the ability to speak and here, because you remember just a little bit further over in Genesis in chapter 3, Adam and Eve take the apple and eat it. They realize they're naked. They get, and they're in shame, so they tie fig leaves around them, and they run and hide because they hear whom? God coming in the garden. And God calls out to him because God's a speaking God, and God says, where are you? And Adam, because he's a speaking man made in God's image, says these words, uh, 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 we hid ourselves because we realized we were naked. And then God, hearing the speaking man that he made, spoke back and said, who told you you were naked? Right there in creation, you see the power of God, a speaking God, a hearing God, made man in his image to hear and speak. So let me ask a big question. Why then does a speaking God stop speaking? There are many, many religious sects out there 
that believe that God is not speaking today. That he spoke in his word, that's it. Can I tell you that's the absolutely saddest thing you'll ever hear? That's just sad. How absolutely depressing is that? That because you're born at the wrong time, God won't speak to you. <laughs> that just changes happy birthday big time. <laughs> Amen. That's just flat sad. How depressing that a speaking God makes a speaking, hearing man and then stops speaking to man. What a bad God. But he's a good, good father. But all of a sudden he became a bully? Mm. Our God is a speaking, hearing God. And he made you and me with the ability to speak and hear. And he ain't done speaking. He is not done speaking. You say, well, how do we know that, preacher? That's just your opinion? What if I don't like you? That means I don't like your opinion. Well, it's not my opinion, and I'm sorry you don't like me. Hebrews 13.8 says this. Jesus Christ, who is one of the us, just make sure you got that. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, forever. My God's not changing like shifting sand. He's just constant and consistent as a sunrise and a sunset and the seasons that change. My God don't change. Circumstances don't change, my God. My God's a rock. He's a fortress. I can run to him, a strong tower. My God's a speaking God at creation. He made me to speak and hear because he's a speaking, hearing God. And he's not changing. He's the same yesterday. He is the same today. And he is the same forever. Forever. So God did speak. And God is speaking. And God will be speaking forever. So I ask this question. I'm going to ask a bunch today if you hadn't caught on to that. What's the major difference between a person who is born again and a person not born again? See, immediately a Sunday school answer popped in your head. Heaven and hell. You'd be right, but I want to dig a little deeper. So let me ask it a different way. What is the major difference between a person born again and a person not born again? Watch this. When making a choice or making a decision. Maybe a decision about a relationship to make, to get out of. Maybe a decision or a choice about a college. Do I go with the pack? Or maybe God wants me somewhere else. How about a job? Take it, don't take it. How about the promotion? Is it a promotion? Or is it a promotion? 
I'll let that sit. But a house, purchase it, don't purchase it. Build it, don't build it. Take the move, don't take the move. Make this my church home, don't make this my church home. What difference does it make if you're born again, if you're not born again? It's a good question, right? Each person probably do the same things initially. They're going to ask questions. It's a good thing to do. Ask questions. You're going to gather facts. Nothing wrong with gathering facts. You're going to do some research. Amen. Do some research. You're going to do your homework. Taught that in school. That's always good to do. Amen. You're going to seek counsel. That's a good thing to do. You might even pray. Well, you could take it to a whole different level. You might read a horoscope. <laughs> good luck with that. You might go to a palm reader. Can I just say this real quick? Instead of uh, reading a horoscope, I'd rather talk to the one who hung those stars and call them each by name. Instead of going to some palm reader to read my palm, I'd rather consult with the one who fearfully and wonderfully made and knit me together in my mother's womb and made my palm. Come on. Or maybe you and I, we're going to go to Mai Tai and get some fried rice. And we're going to get us a fortune cookie. And we're going to pop that sucker open and get us a little sticker that says, Ooh, you're going to make lots of money in your future move. Well, that's it. God wants me to move. You're going to trust a little Chinese guy made a cookie? <laughs> Nothing against Chinese guys making cookies. But come on, church. That's not even that good of a cookie to start with. I'm sorry. Nobody wants to go to my time now. But, but what I'm saying is we're funny, just flat funny at some of the things we say is a sign of God. God, if you'll put it in the clouds, why don't you talk to the one who made those clouds? Maybe today it takes on a whole new level. It might be something that sounds kind of like this. Hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. Or Alexa. They can't help you with that. We'll talk more about that in the future. Don't miss. So what's the difference between the two? The answer to the question Pretty simple. The person born again has a personal, watch this, relationship with God through the Holy Spirit. Mm. Personal relationship to God. 
through the Holy Spirit. All three of them amigos at creation. All three. Personal relationship. You got a personal relationship with somebody? Probably held together by what? Communication. You want to struggle in marriage? Stop talking. Or for guys, keep talking. Sorry. <laughs> That's a whole nother series, okay? But what I'm saying is, you got a personal relationship with a living God who it did not change, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And because he doesn't change, he's still speaking. And because you have a personal relationship with a living God, he's speaking. He's speaking. I want you to see it in Scripture. Go to John 3. John 3. We visit our friend. They later made a TV show about called Nick at Night. But we check out Nicodemus. Because Nick came at night. Y'all get, okay, never mind. <laughs> sometimes I try and sometimes I crash. All right. So look at Nicodemus. Has a conversation with Jesus. Look at verse 5 of John chapter 3. Jesus answered, and if you're into the red letter stuff, because some people are like, is that in red? Everything I'm going to read to you today is in red. If that changes things for you, good, because it's got power. Jesus wrote the red, all right? Jesus answered, most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, mm, we all are sitting in here, and... The spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel at what I say to you. You must be born again. Do not be shocked. Do not be fooled. Do not be surprised by what I'm saying. You must be born again. If you are born again, you have the Spirit living inside of you. And the way he communicates is through the Spirit. See, there's, a, there's people that believe that Mm. There's people that believe that what they just need to do is to be good enough. That if my good pile bigger than my bad pile, then I go to heaven. No. No. Well, if I get dressed up and I wear my Sunday best and I go to church and I sit up tall, and when we take the pictorial directory pictures that I slick my hair over and I look real good, then God will accept me and I'll go to heaven. No. I'm not saying going to church is not bad. It's a good thing. Well, if I listen to the preacher and tell you what he preached about, I go to heaven. No. No. Unless you are born again. 
unless you're born again. There's going to be a lot of people that went to church a long time and listened to a whole lot of preaching that will not go to heaven because there never came a time in their life that they were born again. Do not be fooled. You must be born again. I want you to flip over a little bit. I want to show you this again. This is John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Look at verse 1. It's interesting. This is all read too, told you. Most assuredly, verse 1, John 10. I say to you, who does not enter the sheepfold by the door, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him, the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and the sheep, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them and the sheep follow him. Why? Because they're stupid? No. Because they know his voice. If you've got your own Bible, I need you to get your highlighter working. Red pen, circle it, put stars, whatever you got to do. You, you understand Look at verse 3. Sheep, sheep do what? Hear his voice. Verse 4 says, why do they follow him? Because they K-N-O-W his voice. They know his voice. Hop down to verse 9. I am the door. This is Jesus. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And he will go in and out and find pasture. The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Watch 11. I am the good shepherd. Mm. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. Pop down to 15. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Look at verse 16. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Let me stop here for a little bit. He is speaking to Jews, but he's saying to them, I have other sheep. They're not of this fold. They're Gentiles. You may be a Jew today. If you're a Jew, that's beautiful. But for the rest of us, we're Gentiles. But I want you to look at this. There's not a theologian in the world that wouldn't tell you that's what that's about. Not one. Watch what else. They're not of this fold. Them, mm, this is good news if you're a Gentile. Them also, mm, come on, church, I must bring, and watch this, and they will hear my voice. And this is some good news right here. And there will be one flock and one shepherd. 
Come on, church. He's coming back to get one flock because he is one shepherd of that one flock. Period. Jew, Gentile, it doesn't matter. It's one flock. He's coming back to get them. Amen, hallelujah. Verse 27, just in case you're a little slow to the picnic. Just in case. Jesus one more time says in verse 27, my sheep mm, hear my voice. And I know them. I know them. <laughs> and they follow me. Oh, my goodness. My sheep. Mm. My sheep. My sheep. My sheep. My sheep. Oh, my goodness. Know my voice. And here's the beautiful part. Beautiful part. And I know them. I know them. Scripture tells us that his spirit will agree with our spirit that we are children of God. No doubt. No doubt. Confident, boy. And when you know that voice, he knows you. And when he says to you, come sheep, you follow. You follow. I heard a couple pastors say this word. It's a good word. You need to write this down if you write nothing else. Hearing God is not something you do. Mm. It's someone you are. Let me say that again. That's pretty heavy. Hearing God is not something you do. It's someone you are. You're not saved by works, you're saved by grace, so no man may boast. This is not a doing thing. This is you are thing. He nowhere in this says, if my, you will hear me if you go to church. Mm -mm. You will hear me if you dress right in your Sunday best. Mm-mm. You will hear me if you tithe. Tithing's good. It's not what it's about. You will hear me if you are my sheep. Here's a question. Simple. Am I a sheep? Can I help you with something? You can't answer that for nobody else. I meet with parents sometimes. They try to convince me their kids are saved. I ask the kids, the parent answers. One time in a meeting, I said, ma'am, I love you. But if I ask your son one more time and you answer, <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not asking them if they want peanut butter and jelly. I'm asking him if they're born again. You can't answer their question. If you answer for them now, who will answer for them later? If Jesus says to the Father, I don't know him, you can't say back, well, my mom told me I did. 
Mm-mm. Am I a sheep? Let me say it like Jesus said to Nicodemus. Are you born again? I know you're born of water. You're looking at me and I'm looking at you. That's physical birth. But just because you're looking at me and I'm looking at you, I can't tell necessarily if you're spirit birth. Jesus said, verse 27, I'll say it again. My sheep, mm, hear my voice, period. You knew I grew up around sports. Baseball was my game. Paid for my college, and I loved it. Loved the game, and I loved the zero balance, okay? But, but I grew up playing ball. I grew up at the ballpark. That's just where I grew up. Summers, springs, that's where I was, fall. So back then, I'm going to date myself a little bit. This is back 75, 76, 77, 78 in that time. Man, some of y'all are like, golly, I wasn't even born. Don't tell me that, okay? So, so back then, you'd have multiple games on multiple fields at, in a given night, several nights a week. My pack with my mom was if we played the early game, um, that, that, that I always wanted to stay and watch, watch the second game, okay? And my mom would not, she'd go home, make dinner, that kind of stuff. And, and she says, Jeff, here's the deal. You can do that, okay? As long as when I pull up and I say your name, you come. No cell phones. Couldn't text, I'm leaving, I'm here, I'm coming, all that stuff. That, uh, too much help. So that was not. So what we did was after you finish, you, you go collect. You, anybody in here play cup ball where you just wad up cups and then you hit it with your hand? I mean, pole bowl baseball, okay? That's it. So we go under the bleachers. If you're, if you're a germ person, you're just going to like, don't ever shake Jeff's hand again. You go under the bleachers, and everybody's used cups that they lick on and drink with, spit in. I don't know what they're doing. All right? But we collect cups. You wad them up, stick them in a cup, wad that cup up, stick another cup in there, wad it up, stick it in a cup until you get a baseball. And then you get the other cups, and you squish them. Guys, you got to have home plate, first base, second base, third base. Amen? So you put them out there. And what do you hit with? Your hand. What do you throw with? Your hand. How do you get out? <laughs> you hit them with it. You hit them with it. I mean, hey, you didn't get to second base, dude. You're out. Ooh, tell my mom. Nobody told their moms. You want to get to second base? You just run, boy. You just run. Don't go crying. You cry to mama, don't come back to the diamond. That's it. Ain't none of that stuff. Did you hit my son with a cup? You're disqualified for ever playing out here again. <laughs> ain't none of that. You say, well, that's kind of like a bully, isn't it? Well, you just deal with them, all right? So, so that's how you play. You want, you, want, you want to get on base, you hit the cup, you run to the base. You want to get to second, you run to the base. You get hit with a cup, you out. Out, period, all right? So I'm playing cup ball. 
yelling, screaming. There are four other games going. There's mamas up there just giving umpires, woo, mm, come on. I mean, it's just loud. Guy on the loudspeaker, uh, batty number 13, there's Jim Smear. Jim Smear, y'all give Jim a round of applause. Jim comes up there, strikes out three pitches. He don't even want to do it to bat. But, 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 but all this volume, all this noise, all this stuff, my mom, 5'2", buck 40, pulls up. Jeff! I'm gone. <laughs> my buddies are like, dude, where are you going? My mom called. My mom's here. I, I, I didn't hear your mom. She said, Jeff. I didn't hear Jeff. That's a dude on loudspeaker. That's a kid in that other game over there. His name's Jeff. No, that's my mom. That's my mom. I walk out. Walk out to the opening. There's my mom. Car door open, 5'2", buck 40, standing right there. She gets right back in the driver's seat. I go around getting the passenger seat. We gone home. Let me ask you a question. What in the world? How in the world? And all of that, all of that, all those noises, all those noises. My mom pulls up. Jeff! Or my mom. How'd that happen? How'd that happen? You mean tell you how that happened? My mom gave me birth. Mm. Oh, you gotta let that land. My mom gave me birth. My mom had a nine-month head start on all voices. Nobody in this room, I'm telling you right now, nobody in this room don't know mama's voice. You want to know how you know the father's voice? He gives you birth. <laughs> he gives you birth, man. You are now a sheep. And sheep know his voice. And when he says, Jeff, I follow. I follow. Greatest question you will ever ask is what did my heavenly father say? The greatest. Train yourself and teach yourself to ask that question. And as a sheep, get ready for an answer. Because Jesus promised you that he will speak to his sheep. The big question this morning is simply this. Are you a sheep? Are you a sheep? If you're not a sheep this morning, I hope and pray Mm, I love you too much to smoke your chili. I love you, and I tell you the truth. Don't walk out of here. And don't worry about what somebody else thinks or what they're going to say or shock on their face. The only face that you care about is the face of your father. Jeff! 
my mom. Jeff! That's my Jesus. And I follow him. Are you a sheep today? Are you a sheep today? I'm going to ask you to stand, church. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. If you're a part of the ministry team, altar ministry team this morning, I'm going to invite you to come as well. I close each of my messages most of the time by simply asking you one question. What did the Holy Spirit say today? What did the Holy Spirit say today? I don't want you to be concerned about anything else except what the Holy Spirit said today. And please, man, I love you, church. Don't walk out of here if you're not a sheep. If you're not a sheep today, we can help you become a sheep. Let me pray for us. Father, this morning, mm, well, you have spoken powerfully this morning. Your presence is thick. Your spirit is thick. You're in the room. You're going aisle to aisle, person to person. And you're simply saying these words, person to person. You're a sheep. You're not a sheep. You're a sheep. You're not a sheep. God, may we hear you today. May we hear you. God, if there's anybody to sound in my voice that can't confidently and boldly answer yes to the question, I'm a sheep, I pray, Father, this morning, they don't walk out of here without meeting the good shepherd. Mm. God, we love you. Whatever you need to do during this time, this is your time. This is our time to answer the questions or to respond to what you've said. God, may we respond today for your glory and for your glory only. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from the church at Bushland. We exist to help people know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference. We hope you will stay connected by following the ministry on Facebook and Instagram, by using the Church at Bushland, and on Twitter by using at TCA Bushland.